Well, this, this uh, uh, month we've been in a series called Game On, and this is the second of three in that series. And I want you to uh, uh, remember last week, Joy spoke on what it means to connect with God. And if you look at, our, uh, look at the cross up here, that, that vertical beam on the cross, that, that sort of represents our connection with God, our, our need to, to stay connected with God. But then there's a, there's a second beam, and it's the horizontal beam on the cross. And, and I would like it to represent today our connection with other people, the need to, to connect with other people. And so as we think about that, I want us to, to actually say together this passage of Scripture from Hebrews 13, 16. So let's say together this, this passage. And do not forget to do good and share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Let that soak in for a minute. Now let's say it again. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for being here with us today. We thank you for this warm place to be on a cold day. But Lord, also instruct us through your holy word and speak right to our hearts through this witness to your word, that which you are calling us to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, there's three things that we're looking at in this series. First is that we are looking at what is truly important for Christ church as we begin this new year. What is truly important? Secondly, we are, we are taking that which is truly important and making it our goal for 2019. Now, some of you know what our goal is. Others of you who um, may be new to the church do not know. But it, it, the, the goal is, 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 is primarily simply this. We seek to live out the Great Commission in light of the Great Commandment. Then we go on and explain about how we do that in terms of the Great Commission is, is connecting with others uh, out of our love for Jesus Christ and for others. And then there is with that a, a quite an extensive um, uh, two pages on how we are planning to reach that, the steps toward that goal. Now, if you, if you want to look at that goal, grab one of our, our newsletters Look at last month's newsletter or, or this one that's uh, now out. You can, you can see the goal in that and, and it's in its entirety. And then third, we, we are looking at what Jesus Christ calls his followers to do. And we are Christ followers. So last week, as, as I mentioned, it, it was all about connecting with God and, and uh, the vertical relationship, which is so vitally important, but that's only part of it. There's also an important part to, to look at, and we're going to be looking at that this week, and that's connecting with other people. This is the horizontal relationship that we reach out and we connect with other people. Now, the, the, the founder of Methodism was, was John Wesley, and he saw that both of these must be priorities within the life of the church and the life of a, of a Christ follower, if any true and lasting work is going to be accomplished for Jesus Christ. He referred to our efforts to connect with God as acts of piety. And he, he referred to uh, the efforts to connect with people as the acts of mercy. 
Acts of piety, the prayer is the most significant. Acts of mercy is doing good for those in need is most significant. But, you know, that's kind of hard to remember, kind of uh, maybe an archaic way of saying it. So we're saying connecting with God and connecting with others. Those are the two important things. Now, some of you know the, the Bible story of uh, uh, Jesus's friends, Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. And if you look at Mary and Martha, there you see these two components that are very important. First, you have Mary. Mary was all about her relationship with God and spending time with Jesus. She was all about that. That was, that was Mary. And then there was Martha. Martha was all about doing things, getting things done, working in the kitchen, serving other people. Now, which sister was right? Mary or Martha? Well, they both were. They both were represent two sides of what is vitally important, of, of what we should be uh, about and what we should be doing. We need both to be effective here at Christ Church this year and into the future. One without the other is not going to make it. We need to connect with God and part of that connecting with God is connecting with each other. Now, obviously, they need to be tied together. So as I begin talking about connecting with other people, I want to I show you a short video of one of our new leaders at uh, the food pantry here at East Moline. And her name is Bonnie Guapi. And I finally caught up with her this past week to ask her about how what she does helps with this connecting God and connecting to people and then helping connect God with other people. So please watch this video. Well, Bonnie, Hi. good to sit down and have some coffee with you. It's cold. Um, <laughs> you, have, you have taken on a new ministry at Christ Church. You are now overseeing the food pantry at the East Moline campus. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about that. You're doing a great job. Uh, tell me a little bit about why you took over that ministry. Well, I guess I have to back up as to why I even volunteered. Okay. Is I was bored. Yeah. I had everything I needed, but I wanted to do something to give back. So I hmm. came to the, this church because it had a food pantry, and lo and behold, Sue Schwartz got a hold of me. Yeah. And yeah, so, but then I've gotten to know a lot of the people. I know they're struggling. I know they're trying to do the right thing by their kids. And I've been able to help a few individuals here and there tremendously that made me feel even stronger that I'm in the right spot at the right time. Well, that's good to hear. First of all, it's hard to say no to Sue Swartz, isn't it? I don't. <laughs> and, and secondly, you know, today we're talking about what it, uh, what it means to connect with others as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And you have successfully done that using your skill set to help with the uh, food pantry. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited about what you're doing and what the volunteers are doing in our food pantries. Uh, you were telling me a story that sort of connects uh, the, the, the whole series uh, of, of Game On in terms of connecting with God and connecting with others, and then connecting God with others. Would you be willing to share that story with me? 
we have people that come into this food pantry. Some of them aren't even looking for food. They're looking for salvation, prayer, help, hope. Mm -hmm. I've had people actually fall to their knees just walking in the door. It's hard. It's amazing. But I remember the first time it happened to me was that there's a few people in the pantry and if it's a Monday, there's no ministers, no pastors around, no anybody, and everybody does is too afraid to go into prayer. And I said, well, we need to go to the prayer room and pray. This individual wanted prayer? Yes, okay. wanted prayer. And I was like, I've never done this. Please, Lord, give me the right thing to do here. Help me through this. We came in to the prayer room and we sat down and I just listened. And she let go and I said, well, to pray and for you to be able to pray at home, first we always thank God for everything he has given us. Because he's, even when we're going through rough times, he's still given us a lot. So we started off by thanking the Lord for the good things in our life. And then we prayed about, I'm not gonna say her situation, mm -hmm. sure. um, what her uh, issues were. Mm -hmm. And I asked her if she had any more questions, and we just gave him one more last thanks, and she left feeling a whole lot better. Now, I'm not afraid to take anybody into the prayer room. <laughs> he always gives me the right words. It, he just comes over you. He, the Holy Spirit will guide you through. So it's almost to the point that I don't want to pray about anybody anymore. I want to pray with them. I want to pray with them. Great. Well, Bonnie, thank you for, for sharing your story. Oh, yeah. It was a neat one. There, I got more. <laughs> this is a great ministry. It's the daily ministry. I just put that in our memo last week. We are the daily ministry of this church, this mm -hmm. food pantry. I like that. That's right. So, And we are all God's children, and we are here to feed all of God's children. And it's a, it's a vital and important way of connecting others um, with God. As we well. have brought people into this church. Their kids are going to Sunday school. They're coming to open hearts. They're finding hope and relief in God coming to this church for the food pantry or the little other things that we have to offer. Well, Bonnie, thank you for all you do, and, and uh, we'll continue to praise God for the ministry of, of the food pantry. Yes. Thanks. Bonnie and the others who work in our food pantries at both East Moline and Silvis, they have discovered the importance of having God in their lives, that, that, that connection with God, as they serve other people. And it is uh, their way of doing good for other people as a response to their relationship with God. Now, Connecting with other people is best done by seeking to meet their needs or by doing positive actions for other people. Now, that's not always easy. As a matter of fact, it could be kind of uh, a 24-7 job. And once again, I mentioned uh, John Wesley to point this out. And th this, is, this is a statement that's attributed to him. It really isn't written down anywhere. But other parts of, of his uh, 
massive amount of writing that he left us has these components in it. So it's been attributed to, to John Wesley and, and it should be up on the, on the screen here. Do all you can by all the means you can and all the ways you can and all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as ever you can. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it? How, why don't we all say that together? Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Wow. How do we do this? How do we live this out? Well, it's with, I, 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 I really believe this. Without an effective connection with God, I'm not sure it is impossible. I'm not sure it's even possible to carry it out. We need that strong connection with God in order to do what God calls us to do. Now, at the end of the service here, uh, the ushers, they're going to pass out a, a, a piece of paper, and on it is a list of, of scriptures. I just want to show you that throughout the Bible it talks about this. Things like, uh, uh, let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. James uh, 2, uh, 14 through 17 says, What good is it, brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of them says, go in peace and be filled without giving them the things needed for the, for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And on and on go these lists of scriptures that I hope that you'll take home and, and, and just uh, uh, study this week. It's an opportunity for you to, to uh, uh, look at how this is so, so uh, prevalent and so important that we, we figure out to, how, how to do that. So we got the scripture base, but how, still, how do we live it out? How many of you were out shoveling snow or snow plowing yesterday with a snow blower? How many of you shoveled or snow blowed somebody else's driveway? Wow, okay. How many of you had somebody do your driveway? Okay, all right. Yesterday, um, even, even with my knees and, and all, I decided I'd go out and do our driveway, and I was feeling pretty good after doing it that I looked over at the neighbors, and theirs hadn't been done yet, so I went over there and took the snowblower and, and uh, did that driveway, and it was interesting, as I was doing that, Joy was out sort of uh, detailing the driveway, getting, the, getting that which I missed, and a neighbor across the street came over with a shovel to help her. As I was doing, uh, the neighbor that was right next do door to us, uh, um, their driveway. And then I looked down the, the street, and across the street there was a guy that was struggling with a shovel trying to do his driveway, so I went down to help him. And uh, you know, that was pretty deep snow. It was heavy, and it was hard to push that thing around. And by the time I got back to the house, I was whooped. 
I mean, I was tired. And I haven't been doing much activity since summer. And so every muscle in my body was hurting. Big time. And I told Joy, I said, I don't believe I did it. I should not have. I should have stopped with our driveway and called it quits right there. She looked at me. You know how Joy can look at you? <laughs> she looked at me and said, well, that, uh, that would have been a pretty picture with the kind of message that you have to preach tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay. I understand. I want you to turn in, in the Bibles to page 1101. I want to show you a story there you probably don't even know about. 1101, it comes from Acts chapter 9, verse, verses 36 through 42. And uh, if, when you turn there, I, I just want you to, to, to hear this. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. What was she doing? Always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died. And her body was washed and placed in, the, in an upstairs room. Lida was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, Peter was in, uh, was in Lydda. They sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went to them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning around toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner by the name of Simon. Now, that's quite a story. Had anybody ever heard that story before? Okay, it's possibly a new story for you, but uh, what's the moral of that story? Well, folks, the moral of the story is to do good for other people. Who knows? It might save your life. She, she's actually risen from the dead because of, of prayers. And I, I wanted to, to show you the other thing is that when she died, all the widows and others who had, had been helped by her, they, she, was, she was sorely missed. And when somebody moves on in ministry, you know, they're doing things and then they move on, they're, they're sorely missed. But hopefully they're missed because we love them but others will come and fill in that role. Now, Sue Swartz had did, has done an incredible job for our food pantry here at East Moline. And we, we miss her here, but she has now gone on to effectively run the Silva's food pantry over there. But 
she has passed the baton on to Bonnie and others, and the ministry continues. And so as we also connect with others and help others, it's good to, to, to uh, teach others how to do that as well, so that when our time is over, others will be able to fill in doing that which is important. Now, what I want you to do is turn and look at someone that you're sitting next to and say, hi, my name is, and give them your, give them your name, and then say, and my ministry at Christ Church is. Okay, go ahead and do that. Okay, now some of you, some of you uh, uh, who are, are, are spouses, hopefully you knew each other's names. And, and some of you may have struggled with what that ministry is. And I said ministry at Christ Church, but also it's just, just throughout the world, whatever it is, as Christ calls you to be in ministry. It's important for us to, to have that in mind. And one of the things that will help you with what you are called to do is your spiritual gift mix. Each one of us have different spiritual gifts. Now down in the um, gathering room, which is right down the hall, you will find some computers out down there and they are set so that you can take a spiritual gift inventory to find out exactly what your spiritual gifts are. Now, we want you to do that. We want everybody in the church to do that because when you truly discover not just your talents, not just the things that you enjoy, but when you discover your special spiritual gift mix, you will then be able to align yourself with different service opportunities, different ways to do good with others in the church and in the community that will be incredibly gratifying to you. Um, you'll, never, you'll never regret a God impulse of doing that which God calls you to do. Um, even, even with me grumbling about feeling so sore after all, all the, the snow blowing and activity, I uh, felt good about it. Felt good that I did it. In another time, at another church, long ago, the church needed to expand. They needed, they needed uh, it was a growing church, it needed to expand. So we decided to, to purchase uh, some property um, that was next to the church. The only problem is it had a tenant in that property and they did not want to leave. However, we went ahead and purchased from the owners and um, we're, we're planning to take possession of, of the, the, uh, the, the, the building. And the people that were in the building were very upset about that. And were very vocal about that in the community. And, you know, as, as sweet as I am, they were saying bad things about me. Can you imagine that? Um, because I was the pastor. And for them, I became the symbol of being the enemy. You see it? Well, the owners finally got fed up with it and uh, the ones who were selling it to us and they, they informed the tenants that 
on such and such a day they were going to come in and they were going to change the locks on the building. And anything you had left in the building you were not going to be able to get. So they were forced to, to move out in a very rapid period of time. Um, some of the things that they were saying about me got back to me and you know you never like to get uh, talked about in a negative way. Um, but then, but then God did an interesting thing. You know, as, as you as you connect both doing good to others and doing good, or and and uh, uh, being in connection with God, you uh, you sometimes get a message from God. And the message was, you are to help them move. You're to clear your calendar, spend all day moving that heavy stuff for them. I remember my, my response was, you've got to be kidding, God. I'm not going to do that. You know what they're saying about... Didn't help any. God had, had a way of reminding me that I was as strong as an ox back then and twice as smart. <laughs> got it, did you? And I could help, I could, I, could do, I, could do, I could do something, I could do good. But God, they don't even like me. When I see them, they won't even look at me, they won't even talk to me. So on that day, early in the morning, got in my work clothes, and I showed up to help them move. You can imagine the first couple of minutes how tense that was. The lady of the family, when she saw me, she decided to unload both barrels. <laughs> just read me the riot act. But I just listened. I said, where do you want me to start helping you move? <clears throat> All day, all day long, I worked hard with others who considered me their enemy. And we got the job done. And some of the, uh, some of, some of the, uh, the relationship was repaired. Not, not all of it, but some of it. I think back on that, and I remember that night. How it felt to work for people who considered you their enemy. And when I laid down that night, I could almost feel God saying to me, well done. Yeah, good and faithful servant. You see, the kingdom of God is like that. When we're willing to show our love to others in service, even when it's difficult to do. 
but that's important. Faith without good works is dead. So as we move forward as Christ Church, I want you to think, what is God calling me to do? Even if it's difficult. But the secret is this. You will never regret a God impulse, following a God impulse. You'll never regret it when it's all said and done. So understand that it's important to not only connect with God, but to connect with others. And the best way to do that is to rely on your spiritual gifts of how God has made you in order to do that. You remember that commercial a long time ago where they're sitting, cowboys are sitting around the campfire and they say, it just doesn't get any better than this. Remember that? I don't even know what they were advertising, but they just, you know, just it was one of those moments, man, it doesn't get any better than this. What I want for each one of you is to find what God is calling you to do that after you get done doing it, you sit back and you say, it just doesn't get any better than this. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you for gifting us in ways in which we can truly help others. I thank you for those in the church that who, who are reaching out and already in ministry in strong ways in terms of doing good for others. Thank you for giving us the strength, the ability to do that which you call us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together.